podcast, Greater Than Yourself. All right, welcome to the first episode of a podcast greater than yourself. I'm John Barleycorn, one of your hosts. And I am Fred, the other host. <laughs> Perfect, that works. Co-host. Uh, and uh, yeah, in our first episode, we got to sit down with our friend, uh, Senator Ted C., and um, discuss the topic of the 11th step. Yeah, it was our first episode ever. Yeah. Some might call it the inaugural episode. <laughs> inaugural I think there's seven syllables in that word. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty good. We each came prepared with a reading on the 11th step and um, just kind of had a chat. It was uh, it was very. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really informative, and uh, I'm really interested to see what other people think and and what they how they how they feel about the the topics that we chose and, and kind of what was what was chatted about. Yeah, for sure. If you're not already subscribed. Please subscribe to us, look us up on all the platforms, and uh, on with the show, I guess. As they say, play the tape all the way through. The tape of episode one of a podcast greater than yourself. Enjoy. Okay. Still going to pay. Are you going to have an intro with reading again? Yeah, so... I want to set it up. uh, Set it up. Sitting Senator... What was it? (laughs) Yes, sitting yeah. Senator Ted C. <laughs> Correct. That is me. Sitting uh, sitting United States Senator <laughs> Ted C. All right. With his 11th step reading on page, what was it? 13? It's on page 13. So A I, controversial choice. Some people, it is. I like it. Some people would criticize you for that. Well, I, 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 I okay. applaud you for it. I, I like it. it. Yeah. Jesus. So, Can we give everybody a second to go grab their big books? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> If they don't have their big book and a bottle of hand lotion out already, they need to fucking put on two sober chicks and be done with it, okay? It's a plug. Can I go now? Yeah, go. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. So I picked page 13, and just by way of, I guess, the context, this is Bill's story, and it's it's right after, it's just a few paragraphs after he finds, you know, he has his, like, mountaintop moment or whatever where he finds god he has a very powerful experience and uh he goes back to treatment and uh it sort of very quickly details his experience in just a few paragraphs with with all these steps and then on the second to last paragraph of 13 uh it's it says quote i i was to test my thinking by the new god consciousness within common sense would thus become uncommon sense i was to sit quietly when in doubt asking only for direction and strength to meet my problems as he would have me. Never was I to pray for myself, except as my request bore on my usefulness to others. Then only might I expect to receive, but that would be in great measure. Yeah, that's a dope reading. It's one of my favorites. It's very cool. And it's, it's cool for a number of reasons, but um, that's it. We're done now, right? <laughs> it's just, you, yeah, you, that's it. you can go back Thanks. to Capitol you read, Hill. You read out of the book. Well, so we, we we talk a lot, um, especially in in meetings that I've been in with the two of you, about how there are there are a lot of nuggets in this in the first 164 pages in the doctor's opinion that are like a perfect encapsulation of the steps. And I understand that when when Bill Wilson and the others wrote this, that that was not their intention. But but I this is a really these three or four paragraphs on 12 and 13 
you know, they bang out all the steps in like a, a like just a snap of the fingers, right? And the summation here where it's, you know, common sense would thus become uncommon sense is something that I think about a lot. And I think it's not just applicable to the 11th step, but it's, it's a great way. It's a, it's a great way to explain the experience that I've had, this perception change, this total psychic change, the spiritual experience, it's common sense would thus become uncommon sense. It's just like, that's just, just really good. But I do think that people get, and, and I'm guilty of this too, we get wrapped up in what is it that I'm doing in my 11th step? What is my meditation supposed to look like? How, how am I supposed to practically and physically, logistically do it? But I, I do think that this, these two sentences here, it's like, you know, I'm to sit quietly when in doubt, only asking only for direction and strength to meet my problems as you would have me. I mean, I, I don't think that that's comprehensive explanation of what my 11th step looks like, but I think it's a very helpful um, even just like a thousand foot view for even like a new person or an outsider. It's like, you know, you're going to sit quietly when in doubt and I'm going to ask for direction and hopefully to receive that. And that's that conscious contact that I'm actively seeking. Um, and so I, you know, I just think it's a very helpful summation and I'm glad that it is early on in the book because I think per your conversation, your comment earlier, Fred, like <laughs> we might not get a guy to page. <laughs> we might not get the person to the 11th step, but, um, Hopefully they can manage to read the first 15 or so pages of the book and have, have, have an opportunity to read that. Whether or not they really understand it is a whole other thing, because I'm not sure I did either. But, um, you know, there's a lot of there there. I'd be interested to see what you all think about it, what your reactions are to it. I always love that page. <clears throat> I love that um, it's one of those places in the book where it's like very apparent that th the people who created this thing alcoholics anonymous and who first did it and who wrote it down are expressing um the speed with which that relationship is supposed to be established with this power greater than yourself that the fact that like you're saying in like two or three paragraphs it's all of bill's step work it's like yeah okay so not six months of you know, like <laughs> writing and no like essays and exercises and workbooks and all this stuff. And like, not, <clears throat> not to just bemoan what it isn't supposed to be, but the fact that it's one of those places where like you're saying, it does highlight very, very explicitly that like, this is what the book offers, what the program offers, not anything else. What the program offers is, a connection to and dependence upon a power bigger than me, something greater than me that will solve my problem and that I can live by this power. And that like, you know, like, like you're saying, when I, when, when in doubt, I'm going to sit, I'm going to seek power, you know? And obviously like you're saying, it's a thousand foot view, but no, I think it's, I think it's a great reading. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I love this page. I mean, you guys can see like I have this basically the whole, <laughs> the whole thing is highlighted basically. But, you know, um, I always like I'm a big like I'm not very smart. So I had to define a lot of these words, even words I knew. Um, and like so one of the words that I defined was the word new, like because it says I'm going to test my thinking by the new God consciousness. And so new means never before experience. Doesn't mean you don't have a God consciousness now. It just means that it's going to be a different God consciousness after you've completed this. And to name redacted point, he completed this in like a day, or I think it's over like two or three days or something. Yeah. And then like common sense would thus become uncommon. That's a promise, right? That's not, that's not me doing it. And this is like, to me, this is the, 
this is the crux of the difference between people who get what I'm coming from with Alcoholics Anonymous and people who don't get what I'm coming from with Alcoholics Anonymous. That, that none of this is of my doing. Like if right. this was, if I could just change my common sense then I wouldn't fucking need AA, right? <laughs> I would just do that, right? If I could just read a book on like, hey, this just live your life better, asshole. Then I would just read that book. I read that book a hundred times and never worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like um, common sense would thus become uncommon sense. That is something that's granted to me by God the same way as my sobriety is granted to me by God, right? I don't keep myself sober and I don't change my common sense. Um, and then to me, it's like, man, how many times have you had a sponsee who's like, bro, I don't know, God. I don't know how to talk to God. I'm an atheist or I think I'm agnostic or I've just, I'm very anti-religion and they, it, you, you use the word God and it just, hey, listen, I was the same way. Use that word God when I was six months, five months over and it brought up everything I thought about the Catholic church and pedophile priests or whatever, you know, like, and, um, and, and this is an incredible first step in understanding what prayer is, right? Because this is a great, idea of I'm never to pray for myself unless I'm praying for myself to make me more useful to other people. Mm -hmm. That is like just the most clear, like you said, it's the most clear cut direction. And that's what I needed when I was, you know, 10 days, 30 days, 60 days sober. I needed real world practical application, something I can put into practice right now. Sit quietly. Okay. I, I don't know what the fuck that means, but I can do that. I can sit quietly, you know, talk to, you know, weird spirit God and like ask for things for other people. I don't get it, but I, I know, I know how to do it, you know? Um, and I think, uh, I think that's a fair, um, I, I applaud you for going outside of the box. I'm guessing, I don't know what reading, um, old Mr. Barleycorn over there picked, <laughs> but I would bet you it's in the chapter into action. <laughs> Uh, I should maybe read mine next because uh, yours is probably, I don't want to say better, but your, I, yours probably has a little really, bit more juice than mine. Mine's just really fucking obvious is all mine is. Okay, yeah, you can go The ahead. only I'm, thing I want to say real quick about what you just said, uh, Fred, is that, yeah, Fred, uh, is that um, the only other thing in there is then only might I expect to receive. So it literally is instructions and it's it's kind of just underlining for you. Like you do, you, like you said, I don't know what I'm doing, but if I do it, I might I I might expect to receive something. It's like it's not just because right. you're not. I'm not an altruistic person, and I certainly wasn't when I read this for the first time. It's like okay, I'm going to get something out of this. And then to your point about it being a promise, it's like action result result is going to be I might expect to receive. You know. Well, and it's also it, it flies in the face of a lot of things that you would hear in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous in 2020, which is the idea that like the promises, a lot of people because they're referred to as the promises and not the yeah. ninth step promises, people think they come halfway through the steps. Um, a lot of people will tell you, "Oh, you'll feel so much better after you do a four step." Hey. No, nah, bro. Like it says right Not here me. on page 13, you shouldn't expect to receive anything until you're actively working in 11th step, yeah. you know? And, and, and I've always said that the juice of the program is in 12. You know, my sponsor was clear, like, dude, if you expect anything before 12, you're going to be let down. Yeah. So just set your expectations that way. I'm not suggesting you might not feel better, but it's not, that's not where the actual program lies. I think especially if you're, <clears throat> if you're working the, steps the the at the pace at which they're outlined in the book like there's a lot of uh a lot of stuff going on and uh, almost no 
free time. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just doing this work. It's not like, okay, spare time, maybe think about it. It's just like, just fucking do this. I do it. And then by the time I'm carrying it to somebody else, it's like the old, old timers would say, like, you got to give it away to get it, you know, not to keep it. In order to get this thing, I had to give it away. The day, maybe two days after I picked up my first sponsee, um, I realized that the obsession had been lifted from me. And that didn't happen until I was actively outside myself showing somebody else through the work. Right. And it happened Asking for help, asking for God's help to do that, too. Yeah, exactly. And relying on that power. Another big part of that reading is this common sense would thus become uncommon sense thing. Um, To your point, sitting Senator Ted C., um, about the perceptual shift that the steps produce, the, the, the idea that, like, I'm going to be the same dude when I start my amends that I am when I look at step one is cemented in me when I start the steps as a new person, right? I I do not understand what the steps offer me even when a recovered person sits in front of me and is clearly different, clearly has power in their life, and clearly shows me what Silkworth says is the solution, which is a complete psychic change. Even when someone explains that to me and I get it, I don't think that I'm going to be a different person as the steps go on. I think that my common sense is, you know, that's it. (laughs) That's what the world is. What I think it is, is what it is. And it's not until I'm like doing a solid fourth step out of the book and I get to like column four and I'm like halfway through my column four and I'm like, oh, wait, my boss. My boss isn't an asshole. I, I'm a shitty employee. You know, like I start seeing right. my truth. And then I sit down and I, I see more of my truth in five. I talk to God. And then I go and I try to like fix these relationships and stuff. I try to do what I think I'm guided to do for God's kids, right? Make these relationships whole. And then I start seeking daily guidance and stuff in 10 and 11. And then go help somebody else do that same stuff. Until I'm doing that stuff, like, and I'm like daily living in 10 and 11 and 12, I don't realize it, but it's like, oh yeah. Um, my, I knew that there was no God. I knew that. I absolutely knew that. I was, I, I wouldn't even say convinced. I would just say, I don't need to know it for it to be true. That is 100% the truth. There is no God, nothing, no power, nothing. It's just us meaningless cipher proceeding into nothingness or whatever. Um, <laughs> And so that was my common sense, right? And I go through this change in the steps and 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 suddenly things that are just bizarre and wacky are like now the core of my life, you know? It's my my day and my life is centered around um prayer and worship and like affective work toward getting closer to a thing that is like achieved miracles in my life. And that is totally uncommon. That's bizarre, weird stuff for somebody like me who, you know, a a month before I started the step work was like, none of that's real. That's, that's nonsense, you know? Well, and, and, and what you said, like, um, not only was it not true for you that there was a God or whatever, but that common sense, that was, 
that was the thing that drove me. That was that was what anchored me. Like that was my greatest asset, yeah. right? My Reason. thinking yeah. was my greatest asset. Yeah. It was what had kept me going all this time. And so now for me, for you to tell me that that was actually going to get flipped, you know, like you said, there's no way I could have understood that. There's mm-hmm. no way you can yeah. understand the experience until you have the experience. And that's that trap of like, all right, new guy, I'm going to have you sit and stew on a second step for two months. You know what I mean? Like that's that trap. It's like, dude, what, why, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You're limiting your experience so much. You're just taking, you're just taking the, that person out of their knees. For sure. Uh, no. Shady side acres, adult rehabilitation center. Bringing you the finest in cutting edge addictions, treatment, self-care therapy and relapse prevention sciences since a series of class action lawsuits forced us to change our name in 2011. Core rehabilitation management therapies include thrice daily group encouragement sessions, personalized one-on-one inner child work groups, aquarobics, one seemingly endless self-discovery workbook after another. We'll take you to a ranch and have you pet horses for some reason. A doll named Andrew, who you're expected to talk to directly and roleplay your daddy issues with. This one sounds weird, but many of our clients describe it as almost helpful. Suboxone. Did I mention we'll be getting you addicted to Suboxone? Here at Shadyside Acres, our mission is to give loving care, one client at a time, and we fulfill that purpose by taking a hands-on approach to harm reduction education and triggers counseling. Just listen to these testimonials. Oh, what, the Shadyside place? Yeah, I mean, it was all right. They, they took me to a ranch, had me pet a horse for some reason. Shadyside Acres changed my life. Before my nine-month inpatient stay at Shadyside, I was a hopeless office drone, working 40-plus hours a week in a miserable cubicle, just punching the clock and diving deeper and deeper into a crippling online shopping addiction that saw me blow through almost a quarter of my life savings in a mere five years. Now I have a new sense of purpose and a new focus. Thank you for saving me from what my personal life experience has convinced me is the absolute lowest possible rock bottom anyone has ever experienced. The tools they gave me have literally saved my life. I signed an NDA, so I'm sorry, but I really can't talk about it. Shadyside Acres Adult Rehabilitation Center. Your future starts today, or as soon as we can verify your insurance benefits. So, the reading I had, 
not not a shocker. Comes from living comes from living sober. <laughs> it's <laughs> as conference approved literature. Um, uh, this will shock no one. It's on page eighty six. Hmm. <laughs> and um, interesting. It is oh, hmm. eighty six. You say so which, during the uh, nightly eleven step review. And the reason that I chose this, well, so the reading is halfway through the paragraph. Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? That's the entire reading. Um, and the reason that I chose okay. only that sentence is because there's this continual phenomenon in my life, my thought life, where I'm examining how, you know, I lived 10 and 12 all day, basically, in this nightly review where I get through this paragraph and I get to that question and every single night there's at least a, a big chunk of my, of my psyche that's like, was I thinking of others of what I could pack into the stream of life? That's, is that a th I've never heard that term before. <laughs> like I read it every day. I read it twice a day, morning and night. I've, uh, that's, is that a typo? I've, I don't, what is that? I don't know that. <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. I would say I've had the same experience with that, with that reading. I mean, with all these questions, here, this is the same thing with like certain prayers in the book where I've read them uh, so many times you would think I just have them memorized by now, but it's still, there's words that will jump to me at certain times when I read them, even, you know, this many years later. And it's like, okay, I know I've read this, uh, you know, going on 2000 times, but how is it that that word just pops mm -hmm. like today or whatever it is, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But uh, to be completely honest, I would say the answer to that question is most often no. <laughs> you know, like exactly. I'm not mostly thinking of other people. Like, yeah, um, I I, uh, I like to play this little game. Uh, I might have mentioned this before, but I like to play this little game of myself sometimes where I'll set a God alarm like every few hours during the day because I like to see how far off and how quickly I can fall off the 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 track you know so it's like i'll set the alarm at like okay i'm gonna set this thing every two hours and every time it goes off i'm gonna consciously connect and attempt to make a connection with god and then two hours later the alarm goes off and it's like six minutes after i made that connection i was already gone like i was already back in my doing my own shit and i was trying to arrange the pieces and like you know i was like already doing that you know and like um it's a fantastic little test for me um and just like a, sometimes i just do it like when i feel like i need to be closer to god but um but when when things are firing on all cylinders uh i will tell you that like there's a line in the book. It says, uh, you know, we're no longer burning up energy foolishly trying to arrange lights, mm -hmm. whatever, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, um, there are times when I'll finish a week and it's stressful and it's busy and it's whatever, but I get done with it. And I'm like, Holy fuck. Like I did almost nothing. That was all God. And I just like, and I was just like outside of that doing this other thing. And God moved all these other things together. And it all came together in the most like miraculous way you know sure. and uh and the whole time all i was thinking about was like i wasn't thinking about moving the pieces of my life together i was thinking i'm driving down the road and i think oh i gotta call that guy oh i should check in with this person oh yeah. don't forget to call your mom you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's a big one call your mom and uh should be on everybody's night step yeah i think i think every day my nightly review is, uh in large part i get if i think about it too much you know what i mean then it gets right. 
it gets to be where I'm just like, well, like I'll be writing. I'll be like, yeah, I was helpful at work. And, uh, you know, this customer needed this and I spent 35 minutes on the phone with her making this happen and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't pass it off to someone else. I took charge. I called my mom and, you know, Zelda some money for lunch. And I like, you know, like, and I'm writing all these things down, but it's like, I'm also simultaneous. I'm like, but I wasn't really thinking about what I could pack into the stream. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that means. That's like, every time I read it, it's like the first time I ever heard of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I think I, I think the net result was that I was a pretty decent dude all day and yeah. kind of got out of the way of this power. But, you know, some of it was, some of it was still about me ultimately. Yeah. Even some of the good, but, you know, some of it was just like, I don't know. I guess I'm just on autopilot to a certain point. That whole like intuitive thought thing, you know, those 11 step promises where you're just kind of like, well, I don't know when I'm reviewing it. I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of coasting. So it feels unfair to be like, I was thinking about what I could pack into the stream of life. I would say too, though, like the thing it makes me think of also is um, so often I hear people in Alcoholics Anonymous and the way they talk about their life is it's almost like I'm just going to, you know, there's that like thing I'm going to hide out in Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Like I heard a guy talking one time and he was, you know, years sober and he was um he was so proud to tell everyone how he had been to a meeting every day and immediately followed up with you know i even have skipped my daughter's birthday oh. and i've skipped an anniversary oh, and that hurts, a you know this kind of stuff and i'm like um but the point of this line is is that i should be out in life yeah right Packing. i should be a gotta go pack. i gotta go pack some stuff in go pack, you know man. <laughs> Yeah, you're Pac-Man. So like in that sense, it's it's hand in hand with this like re-enter the mainstream of life thing. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is not about getting sober so that I can sit on my hands in a church basement and talk about my problems. This is about this is about living a different life. This is about, you know, serving, you know, I always say it's like if you want to honor the creator, you serve his creation. And that sounds like the most religious thing, but it if you take the religion out of it, it's a fucking most clear-cut thing ever right mm -hmm. it's like go out in the world and serve people doesn't necessarily have to be in the rooms of alcoholics anonymous for you know? sure just serve people I, I would say that thinking about what the two of you said is I, I went back and looked at my i have my my little night notebook here and literally i would say 95 percent of my nightly reviews fall into two buckets and I, I can quote them to you verbatim the first the first one which is the more often one is um I, I was mostly thinking of myself today, period. And that's probably the, m more than half of those. And the other half is, um, I was thinking mostly of myself, comma, but also of others. <laughs> and then, and then the 5%, it'll be, I was thinking of others today, period. I packed. And I will say that... I packed. I packed. <laughs> I, I and, and I will say to your comment, to your point, Fred, is that it is directly proportional to the, my ability 
to, because I'll beat the shit out of myself too. And it's like, even if I, I did, I did more things for other people than, you know, whatever 90% of people on earth did. I'm still going to say it was a day that I was mostly thinking to myself, but those times that I do unequivocally think I fucking, I was thinking mostly of what I could do for others is directly proportional to my, when I, when I actually listened and followed the inspirations that I was given that day. If I, when I, when I did, when I'm driving, I think I'm going to call Fred and then I fucking do it. Um, and I continue to, and I string those together more than one or two. Those are the days when I'm like unequivocally, I was thinking of others. I fucking packed today. Um, and so that's one of the reasons that I'm always like, I'm, I'm asking for inspirations and I'm asking for the willingness to do them because when that happens, that's, I, I get the fucking thing. And it's like, I was living for other people today. Um, and, and that's just a, a clear cut example of me, for me of like this power is helping me to do the things that I wouldn't fucking do because 95% of the time I don't do them. Um, it's just, that's why I think there's so much fucking juice in 11. That's why I love the steps. Sure. Otherwise, otherwise I'm not, I'm not packing and I'm not thinking of other people at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's dead on. That's dead on. So what was what oh, was yeah. your reading? Okay. Uh Fred Alcoholic. Hi, <laughs> Fred. Thanks. He's, he's shaming shaming me for not having introduced myself. It's okay. It's okay, John B. John. Uh okay. So I'm John so glad. B. No, this uh, we so listen, straight up though, we did not talk about the readings. We actually I texted last night and said, Do you want to do you want me to tell you what I picked? And we said, No, let's leave it for the pod very professional right the pod and um uh, the pod and uh and so um you chose the nightly review and i chose the awakening that's what i picked heard. i have a little star right there that i put there last night when i was picking it um so uh here we go on awakening this is on 86 right after john's reading on awakening let us think about the 24 hours ahead we consider our plans for the day before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Um, and so uh, that's the reading. So uh, I chose this for two reasons. Number one, because um, despite the extreme clear-cut direction, I feel like it's one of the most misunderstood um, parts of a step in the entire book. And number two, because I have a great story that I like. <laughs> <laughs> great. So um, listed the, in reverse order of importance, <laughs> maybe. So, um, so you know, like on awakening, I always tell people it doesn't say like after you drink a cup of coffee and like you know have your morning shit. You know, it says like on awakening. To me, mm -hmm. it means like I literally open my eyes and this is the fucking first thing I should be doing. And um, and I would you know to uh, to the senator's point, um, you know, like the more I can actively do this immediately when i get up like the better it uh, the shit goes yeah so the way this was described to me uh when i first came through and the, the way that i kind of treat this is that like i do this kind of initial prayer which is like um because anywhere it says we ask in the book it's a prayer so we ask god so this is a prayer god please direct my thinking um that it'd be divorced from blah 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 and then i immediately go to plan it this is how i do it i just imagine planning the perfect day so like okay i'm gonna get up i'm gonna go get the coffee ready for my wife. I'm going to let the dogs out. I'm, what nice thing can I do around the house? I'm going to greet the children warmly as they come down the stairs. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to be a good employee. And these are the specific things I'm going to do throughout my day. And I'm going to call those people, you know, I'm going to string those two or three things together, you know, like you were talking about. And, and to me, this, the 11th step, you know, we've already mentioned like the book ending to me, it's like, it's really hard to, um, 
to fall too far off away from God if you check in with him like every 12 hours. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's really difficult to do yeah. that or every 16 hours or whatever it is, you know? Um, but the the story that I that I have to go with this is, is um, so before um, my, you know, I just call her my wife, whatever. My wife, um, before it. my wife and Bleep I- Bleep it. Yep. <laughs> were- um, <laughs> Okay, before bleep and I this whole fucking bleep, story uh, is bleeps. <laughs> before bleep. and I were, were were together, we lived in separate cities. And so we would have to meet up places. So we met up in this place and um and it was a it was a work thing for her and I was like on vacation with her. And so she would have to go to work every day and I would hang out and it was like a cool spot and whatever. So we're hanging out well day two. Now we haven't seen each other for a month because we're living in separate cities and we're coming together. So this is supposed to be like the you know, the three days that we have to really maximize our time together. And, um, and of course what happens, boom, we get into an argument and it's probably my fault and, uh, it's my fault. And so, um, <laughs> and so, uh, we get into this argument and we go to bed angry, right? I wake up the next morning and it's just, I'm a robot with this stuff. So I literally open my eyes and I do the thing. I say, Hey God, you know, I don't even think about what happened the night before. I just do the prayer and I immediately start to go on a plan of my day. Well, what's the first thing I have to do? Well, there's a person sleeping next to me and now it's dawned on me that, no, we got into an argument last night and I literally said out loud, not today, God. <laughs> <laughs> not today, buddy. Sorry, Sorry pal. Yep. And I Get got up out of bed. Me. <laughs> Got up out of bed, went, made a cup of coffee, went and sat on the veranda, and uh, and and like just like my pouting veranda, yeah, totally just being <laughs> a complete dick, and uh, and was like, she even came out at one point and like attempted to reconcile, and I was like, not not uh uh, and uh, yeah, and it wasn't until like three hours had gone by, and now I'm sitting in it, and now I'm like finally like. And so now I have to write it and I have to write it out. Cause now I, now I actually like, Oh, this amends, you know? And so I have to like <laughs> do this whole other thing, you know? And, uh, and so, um, this, I, there's the two things I love about that story is like, number one is like, even though I, even like, I just do this. So it's so, once you do this for a while, it just becomes part of your life. It's just so automatic for me. I, my eyes open and I check in and it's just what I do. And then I plan my day. Um, but I also am human and there are times when I'm like, no, fuck you, bro. Like this feels good. I want to sit with this fucking dirty diaper yeah. and like be mad at the world for right now. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the, uh, the comfort in being sad, self-pity. Oh, yeah. just, I just want to wallow in my self-pity of how, how right and betrayed I am. <laughs> That's it. And you said it. So that's a, the like self-righteous anger is yeah. the dubious luxury of Norzona. And I love that because like there's no better anger than self-righteous anger. Mm -hmm. You know, the, it's the best kind. The, the how dare you anger. Yeah. Don't you know who I am anger? I love that. You know, the uh, it's uh, th that thing happened recently in one of the meetings that we go to where it was like someone in the meeting is you know, takes everyone hostage with a rant about how, um, you know, pious and, uh, awful everyone in the, in the meeting is 
with all their lecturing and it turns into this pious angry lecture oh yeah <laughs> and and the whole thing uh you know i walked away from that with this feeling of just like just i'm just amused the whole time i'm like i'm not even annoyed at this person i'm just like really entertained because right this is this is me super high on coke like with stuff i have stolen from people in the room in my pockets <laughs> like yelling at them in some like extremely verbose self-righteous speech have just monologuing about how fucking dare you <laughs> <laughs> Like this is the most like angry cokehead thieving rant I've ever heard. Yeah, so good, Fred. I I remember the day where I you talked about the misunderstanding of the on awakening thing. I remember the day that I had I I got it, and it was my girlfriend needed a ride, and we were um to to work, and it was early, and I'm not a morning person. And uh, I took took her to work. Um, we stopped to get coffee, and she ordered. We went to the drive-through, and she ordered herself coffee. And she didn't ask me if I wanted any coffee, and I didn't say anything. I just pissed. I was like, why would you not ask me? So I drop her off, and then I go back to that same coffee store, and I get my coffee, <laughs> and then I go home and go about my day. And then I eventually, I'm like, I got to ten step this. I'm like weirdly angry, and I call my sponsor. And he go and he uh, talking about what happened. And he goes, "Well, did you do did you do on awakening?" And I was like, "Well, no. I mean, I didn't do it yet because I was just I just woke up to take her to to work, and then I was going right. to come home, and I was going to do on awakening. Like like it's it's like the first it's like the first thing that I did. I just I just <laughs> I I packed up my girlfriend and took her to start her day at her job without right. it, right? And I didn't think it was a big deal. And he goes, "Well, maybe you should think about on awakening." <laughs> doing the on awakening and i was like huh okay Interesting. Hmm. and it's just is and in hindsight it's like well fucking duh dude you know like <laughs> absolutely of course mm, food for thought um, yeah but that was and i don't know how long how many days in a row i wasn't like i was still pretty new but like it's so easy it's so simple it's so it's literally verbatim what it says in the book and it just didn't dawn on me and that's just a perfect example of how i just dragged a bunch of my self bullshit self-pity garbage into an interaction and fucked up the start of my day and maybe the start of her day i don't know um right yeah, i think this wasn't following directions there's it it's so weird how uniformly um misunderstood the 10th and 11th step are um, in, in most AA meetings and groups and yeah. stuff. And I, I think the absurdity of it is that it is, it, it's, it's maybe like the clearest directions of any of the steps it, of only the other two most misunderstood steps, which are six and seven, which also have the most <laughs> incredibly clear cut directions. It's like yeah. six and se- it's like, Hey, let's make it really easy for you to understand this. And everybody's like, I don't get it. <laughs> I need a six I don't and understand. seven. I need a three day weekend six and seven workshop. I'll come back to you after I've sat for six weeks in a Buddhist temple and really decided whether or not God and I are going to be good with these whole defects thing. Cool. So you enjoyed your week at the at the Buddhist temple? Okay. So, uh, well, here are the directions: go home for an hour, <laughs> review the first five. <laughs> if you're not willing, ask God. Move right. on to seven. Still the same directions. 
one of the speakers that I listened to has talked about this a lot, and I, it's one of those instances where you never, I never was aware of it until I heard somebody else talk about it, and now I see it all the time. And the speakers like these people that say that they want to, they're not ready to give up their defects yet because they don't know like what kind of a person they'll be. <laughs> Um, and like they need them or whatever. And it's like, who says that? Uh, like, I've never heard anyone say that. And then literally on our, our person in one of our meetings said almost verbatim that. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. it's real. It's out there. That goes full circle back to that thing I was talking about. Just another flaccid platitude that some totally unrelated person said thousand miles away, you know, right. who's never met the other person just cause it's trickled down through this web of bullshit. It's the kind of shit I would say in IOP when I was in treatment and stuff. Yeah. It's like, that's the kind of thing that of you're just like, well, I have to share for half an hour this morning about <laughs> my weekend. So, what, what, how am I going to weave this tapestry for half an hour? Right. I have my thing to offer. My turn in the middle of the circle. Right. These yeah. people need to know how interesting and complex I am. So, let me hit them with some deep stuff. 12 questions with sitting Senator Ted C. Question one, how many people have you sponsored? Yeah, I mean, it depends on your definition of sponsored. How many dudes have I sat down, have I been connected with, set an appointment with, and sat down, actually sat down and started with? Um, Just answer the fucking question. Like, <laughs> like six, I would say six. There's, there's people floating out there that ostensibly I sponsor, but I don't. I couldn't tell you how many or where they are or even what their names are. Boom. All right. How long did it take you to get through the steps? 23 days. Sick. Bill or Bob? Bob. Uh, when did you feel the nearness of your creator? You can either give your answer in steps or time. I don't know the step offhand, but um, probably 20 days. 19, 20 days. Dope. When was the last time you heard someone's fifth step? Probably February. No, that's not true. That's not true. I was supposed to. Probably earlier than that. January? A while. Like how long ago? Five months. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you heard a fifth step that did not include weird sex stuff? <laughs> yes. But I, I think that guy might have been a virgin. He was lying. <laughs> Maybe. That raises so many more questions we don't have time for. Um, how many stories have you read from the back of the book? One. The one about the pilot. Two. Dr. Bob's Nightmare and the one about the pilot. Okay. Uh, how many meetings do you attend a week? Three. Okay, what's the most important word in step one? <laughs> He's like, wait, what's step one? <laughs> Powerless. I agree. It's we, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> we can't do this alone, so... Um, <laughs> How much time have you spent studying the book without a sponsee? A fair amount of time. Um, like five hours, 
hours. Like total? I, this is too so like I've read the <laughs> shit out of it, um, but like studied it. I don't know. Yeah, like how much time have you spent in the book, but when you weren't sitting across from another person? Before, before every t- every time before I I met with the first couple sponsees, I would always reread what we were gonna go over. So, like half an hour before every meeting for. But that was in preparation for the sponsee. Well, yeah, I'm talking about like separate oh. from sponsees. Like you're just like you know what? It's Friday night. Get oh, myself fuck. a DiGiorno, no, and never. I'm going to go home and sit in my underwear and really come up with some crafty shit to say at Wednesday's meeting. No, the only time I ever read it is if it's if I'm going back over a step that I haven't done in a while, or if we have a meeting where we're going to talk about it. It's the only time I'm going to get into it, unless I'm actively doing this right now with you guys or with a sponsor. All right, all right. Uh, my last question is. Twofold illness or threefold illness? Twofold illness. That was so it's the, the hot topic. Physical and mental and then spiritual is that the third one? Hey, it's your answer. I think we're all spiritually sick. There's no, every single human being's got a spiritual illness, so I don't I agree. I don't think we, don't think we have a monopoly on that. Okay, do you I have think, one more, Fred? I do. Okay. I do. Okay, you ready? Alright. Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Meeting Maker Marie, Gratitude List Greta, and Check In Charlene. Wow. Oof. Meeting Maker, Checklist, and Gratitude. I just kill the gratitude. Um, okay. And then... So Greta's out. Uh, check In or Meeting Maker? Um, okay, so you're going to... Are you, are I you guess gonna I'm marrying Meeting Maker? Che- I'm going to fuck the Meeting Maker. I'm going ch- to marry yeah. the Check In. Yeah. I've checked in. I've checked in before. <laughs> So you're gonna fuck check in Charlene and marry meeting maker Marie? Opposite. Opposite. Okay. Yeah. Opposite. He's, got it. I think he's I could have a life with town with meeting maker Marie. Yeah, but not anything yeah. emotional. But I think I could make a life with a check in. Right. Charlene. <laughs> right. All right. Perfect. I All think right. A, I think a good question to ask a person um, would be if they remember meeting their sponsor or if they remember what their sponsor did when they were approached. I'm just thinking mm. because that's sort of that kind of gets to the question also because it's like when when I'm in my sponsor he asked me the questions on 44 and it'd be interesting to see if that's how universal that is that's good how did your sponsor approach you yeah do, do you remember even are you asking him or are you just saying that could be a question I, you asking me hey Senator Cruz <laughs> yeah how, How did your sponsor approach Cruise. you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for granonymity. Senator currently sitting in the Senate, Senator Ted C. Uh, How did your sponsor approach you? Uh, fucking like like a ghost on my way, like next to the door, just all of a sudden bloops right right here next to my face, and he, hey dude, and then he he asked me like, what's your story, and then he goes. How do you like? How do you drink? When you drink, can you stop drinking? How many times have you tried to quit? How's that gone? Like he was asking me the questions on forty-four, but I didn't know that at the time. Okay. Bonus question: How do you define thirteenth stepping? I think it's. 
Appro you know, approaching a person you have no... With, without, without God, with no intention of helping them, only an intention of helping yourself. Usually sexually, but not, ex not exclusively. That is a... That's a very Fantastic. woke, very woke. Very answer. good. Thank I you. like that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Well, yeah, I think this is uh, it's good. I think we got it. It's a ple it's a pleasure doing business with you, sitting. I gotta go back. Yeah, seat. I gotta. I do a lot of thoughts and prayers throughout the day. Uh, I'm gonna go back On to Twitter. doing that. Just generally, that's all I really do. So, um, you know, I'm gonna go back to that now. Perfect. Thank you blessings yeah. to each of you absolutely this is very good thank you for doing this oh it was yeah. a pleasure i'm really for excited real. we'll let you know when thing. we when we get this podcast posted in the next uh, seven or eight months <laughs> I mean, the only part that i'm gonna be featured in is the part where you're like shut the fuck up senator see <laughs> and i'm like that was me babe